another episode of wild baby hey hey <laughs> what up <laughs> we have stephanie again with us on this episode because this conversation is about food yeah bitches love to eat people and we Hell are yeah. bitches and we <laughs> love to <laughs> eat <laughs> we are some bitches stephanie as always super happy to have you on this episode or anything a part of wild baby um, but I'm excited because today I want to talk a lot about like the lineage of food. I know that we all here can like collectively have our own experiences about what that means for us and and how that looks in general. But I definitely think that it's like important through everyone to kind of look back on their own cultures, um, the the origins of where our food comes from and how we can how that kind of moves us and kind of heals us uh, through our lives. So, cool. Yep. You down? I'm down fool. <laughs> down fool. <laughs> Socks are so high up right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess to start, um, the reason why I was really like so into this conversation, um, Mama's 24 weeks pregnant. <laughs> And um, my mom is here currently because my sister just gave birth to a super cute baby boy. And that's when I was like, I really thought about food. So in the Chinese culture, um, when someone is pregnant, during the pregnancy and for the aftercare, after the childbirth, we have certain food to eat. So that's what my mom is currently making for me and my sister because my sister is recovering from childbirth and I'm pregnant. So we both eat the same food, which is this medicinal chicken soup. Um, and for her, it's slightly different because my mom will actually add rice wine into the soup. Um, the first time she made it for me when I was recovering from giving birth to Zoe, it was so strong. And mind you, I didn't have alcohol for like nine months, right? It was so strong. I ate two tablespoons of the soup and I, I was drunk. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. I was just like, whoa. Like, I'm like spinning. Like my body feels hot. And I told my mom, I was like, the floor is moving. And she was like, okay, lay down. <laughs> and yeah. But apparently that is like a normal thing because that happened to her too, where my grandma from my dad's side cook all these like Chinese um i don't know like traditional medicinal soup for her when you know she gave birth to me and my sisters and it has the same effect so that got me thinking about other culture um it got me thinking about the indigenous culture it got me thinking about the latin culture because i am married to a hispanic man so i asked him i was like is there anything like that in your culture he didn't know, like, or he, for him, he was like, you know, I don't really know. Like, I, like, obviously, he was never pregnant, and he only saw, like, 
a handful of people that got pregnant but even then it was not intimate for him yeah can you tell like people a little bit more of like why because you've explained that to me but like so this is like according to my mom and my grandma the reason why you want to eat like all these healthy food like we call it chiapo meaning um meaning healthy food um it's because you know giving birth is such a traumatic thing for your body so when you give birth you lose all of nutrients in your body um, and you need more sustenance so by eating these food you're getting them back and on top of that while you're pregnant you're eating this food it'll essentially go to the baby so the baby will be born healthy will be born you know with lots of nutrients already in their bodies um so yeah that's it was something that i thought was really interesting and i was reading our notes before we record and you know how food essentially is a way to heal our body we use food to heal our body and that got me thinking about that and i was like i want to talk about this i want to talk about like what i'm kind of experiencing right now um using food as i guess in a way yeah like a healing tool for my body Mm -hmm. so what do you think what like what's the origins what do you all of us think i guess Mm -hmm. what are the origins of food what would you classify that as I have such an interesting relationship with food because when you ask me that, I automatically think about my cultural food. Mm-hmm. And from that, I automatically think ancestral right. and traditional. Mm-hmm. What about you? No, I agree. It's I would say that it's on the traditional aspect of, like, if you think about, like, the paleo diet or mm-hmm. the keto diet, right. um, that's, like, a really stretched version of that but like I think that's kind of like my my concept is like where does our food come from um as the original place because we have like uh you know America has different variations of mango right Uh, versus India who has like tons of mangoes and so much different than us and it's kind of like that same common ideas um where does it come from is, is what I would say is the interpretation for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I was also thinking about. So Julio, he's very he's very techy, right? He got into um, the AI chat GBT or something like that. That, like, <clears throat> if you type in a keyword or like a question, they will literally like give you. For instance, he asked for a meal plan, and a meal plan that would fit his bloodline and he put yeah like bloodline like like ancestral hispanic like being a hispanic yeah that's really cool yeah like being hispanic and he wants to know like what kind of diet or food he should be eating in order for him to lose weight or to be healthy where is this from chat gbt i think that's really cool so it's like an ai thing that's because i feel like ai is i want to do it now yeah, AI is doing me. AI is the shit. Yeah, AI is the shit. So like he's doing that, and then he sent me all these like, like he sent me like several paragraphs, and I was like, what is he doing? Because he was like, <laughs> he's like, like, I'm tired of eating say, all these like, Asian he foods. Did, he didn't say anything. <laughs> he didn't kidding. say anything. He just sent me paragraph, and I was like, what am I reading? But like I read, I read through them all, and yeah. it gives you like a step by step on like meal plan wow. and 
like menus and all these things that is catered towards Hispanic male. That's interesting. That is incredibly interesting. Right. So wow. that's I was like that is kind of that's kind of cool. I think it's very cool. Right. Because I mean it makes sense, you know. But I it also kind of makes me think I'm like, is this part of like diet culture now? Right. Too? I was just about toxic? to sick. Yeah. Mm-mm. I was about to just say yeah. that it reminds me um, of the concept of like keto diets, mm. and it's like. I understand, like, there's certain intentions behind any different types of meal plans, mm-hmm. um, but because of the stigmati- stigmatization around certain plans, it becomes that diet culture. Mm. And then I think, like, genetically, uh, DNA-wise, evolution-wise, mm-hmm. how does our body react to food groups that we haven't needed mm-hmm. to eat yeah. for centuries? Right. Um and so, I don't know. But I also really enjoy that because then it creates that concept around how does food, um, how does this food and this knowledge connect us back to our lineage and our culture? Like, with the meal plan, like, does it allow him to go back mm-hmm. to his culture? I think so, yeah. Because, like I said, it was catered towards, like, Hispanic um race right so i think a lot of like the menu in that and the plan that this ai created was like probably i don't know like not Sichuan chicken you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) hopefully not (laughs) it's a little far stretched (laughs) but like it has a lot of like um i think if i'm if i'm not mistaken it has all of like lentils and like black beans um so yeah it's i think it it will tie back to like his ancestors like what they used to eat like because i was we were talking earlier he was saying yeah like back in mexico like this is what i used to eat like you know we would have protein and then we would have veggies and then obviously we would have tortillas and then we would have soup and then i was like well then that's not that's not so different than what i used to eat back home in indo like we would have like a plate of veggies a plate of protein soup and rice like and then like basically all the veggies and like whatever would be the side dish the rice would be the main um so i think in a way like it was kind of similar but like different Mm -hmm. similar in a sense that there's like different food groups like that but different in the ingredients Mm -hmm. because i don't remember as a child i don't remember eating a lot of lentils um but I do remember eating lots of green beans or um, pinto beans, but like we would put, I don't wait, I don't, I don't think it was pinto beans. It was the red one, the red beans, and then they would put them in soup. Yeah, kidney beans, and then they would put them in soup, and then we would have it with like I don't know, pork meat or like beef. Mm -hmm. (coughs) But as far as like, (laughs) as you keep naming foods, I'm like, am I getting hungry? (laughs) (laughs) Am I hungry or am I bored? gonna have to pull out some popcorn and just eat yeah. until the pasta is ready well as an hispanic woman yeah. i think that when it comes down to foods and obviously like you know very if, if it's okay for me to say this out loud but just like having disordered eating mm. and then having to decolonize a lot of my mindset not only around food but what i think dieting is mm-hmm. and 
when I was going through like my ED healing journey, I was so triggered by my own cultural foods Mm. because I was taught that they make you gain weight, they give you cholesterol, they give you high blood pressure because that's what Western medicine tells us, right? And it's like, well, I definitely think that the colonized versions of these foods can definitely cause health problems, but the more that we decolonize our diet, I think that there is like some sort of like ancestral healing that comes within that. Like I'm Mexican and Salvadorian and there was a time in my life where I couldn't even eat a pupusa because I would regret it so much and it would be like Mm a mental thing for me. And now Jay and I literally got pupusas the other day and we smashed like three of them. It's like not a big deal, but (laughs) not a big deal, man. They're as big as my face. Like, it was pretty easy. So I didn't know oh that was God. not okay to do. So that's no, like, <laughs> it's, it's okay in my book. Hell yeah, I'm like you're gonna eat. But um, Those are so good. They were off. delicious. But I think um, going. I think it's incredible that your husband did that because I'm curious to be like, okay, maybe there's a reason why I feel much better eating lentils mm. than a burger oh, or okay. anything of that sort. Because so. Vulnerably so, like, I, I've been spending a lot of time, like, I moved back in with my dad for a bit, and um, just being there, and, like, my aunt lives with us, too, she she makes these Salvadorian foods, mm-hmm. and I noticed that my body doesn't have the same reaction to this, like, traditional plate of food that's made at home with, mm-hmm. you know, it's going into your food versus going out and having just anything else, you know? But, um, yeah, I think that there can be a lot of healing, because the more that I do eat my cultural food, the more, I guess, inspired I am yeah. to share this. Mm-hmm. And even the childhood healing that comes from that. Yeah. Like, there's a, you know, as regardless of our relationships with our parents, sometimes the one thing that does connect us with them is food. Mm-hmm. Like, I can be so pissed off at my mom, but she makes me so far del mundo, guys, and I'm like, she's the mm-hmm. best woman on earth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what trauma? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So... Yeah, I think there's a lot of massive truth to food. And um, we're talking about, like, getting back to those decolonized, rooted ways of eating within our culture. And I think that maybe it is in our genetic makeup, our DNA, to, I guess, withstand those foods. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, Those were my thoughts. I I totally get that. Because when I was telling Jay this earlier, when I first moved to the States... The first thing that I looked for was Chinese food because I was all alone here. Like, literally, I was one. <laughs> I moved to, like, a super white town. And, like, I was, one, I was one of the only Asians there. Yeah. So, like, I would go to, like, the closest. And I didn't have a car then. So everything has to be, like, walking distance. So I found a Chinese restaurant. And I also found a Thai restaurant. Those two places, it became second home to me because I would go there every week. Just so I have that connection to home or like feel like, oh, yeah, I, I belong here because everyone else in that town, they were white. Like the and what's funny is that I became so close to the owner of the Thai restaurant that when I first got pregnant with Zoe. I showed him my ultrasound and he kept it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. He was like my dad here. So like when I first Sweet. When I first dated Julio, I took him there and he in- interrogated Julio like crazy. He's like, what do you do? So like, what's your intention? Like, 
Oh, that's he, like, cute. Because he knew, like, yeah. oh, like this Indo girl, she's all here by herself. Yeah. So I think in a way he's also like, yeah, no, like I can act like the, as her dad here. <laughs> but everywhere I go, I have to find Asian food, whether it's Chinese, Indonesian, Japanese, anything that is Asian. But most importantly, it would be like Chinese and Indonesian for me. Because it's just easier to find? or No, what? it's more because I think it just connects me to my ancestors, like my culture. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, Japanese food, bomb. Korean food, bomb. Indian food, amazing. But I'm not Japanese. I'm not Korean. I'm not Indian. I'm Chinese, Indonesian. So that's what really connects me more. Like even, even right now, like me with being pregnant, my cravings are Asian food, Chinese and indonesian food like i would find myself like just making indonesian food like my mom is here like like i said earlier when she came here she had a whole box just filled filled with food and like ingredients and like just all kinds of like indonesian goods (laughs) for me and my sisters so i think that in itself just shows like oh yeah and on top of that my sister like i said my sister just had a baby so we were pregnant like at the same time for like a co- like a, f- a few months and our cravings were the same like we just crave indonesian food like our home cooked meals like what we used to eat when we were kids um so i think i can i don't know i i, I for me personally i can f- like i feel confident enough to say that if you're i guess if you're not born here if you're born somewhere else and then you come to like a different country, food can really be the one that connects you back to home. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel? Because I'm sure I don't know many Indonesian restaurants. Right. And I really don't know enough Salvadorian restaurants. But like, how do you feel living in Colorado even or really anywhere when you find like the spots that are like shit this is solid or this reminds me of home like have you ever felt that way oh I treasure it I treasure it and then I tell everyone I know <laughs> like I would recommend that place I was like hey go to this place this place is legit I know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah I think yeah ditto <laughs> seriously I tell everyone about it and I'm excited to take people there to mm-hmm. kind of like subliminally like tell them something about myself like this is me like I know yeah. it kind of sounds insane to connect yourself so deeply to food like that but it really is like that and mm-hmm. I think that I'm like the walking Mexican and Salvadorian anomaly and usually it never happens <laughs> so it's like oh you're Mexican it's like yes but also <laughs> look at this whole other side yeah and um no same thing like I think that place the other went to the other day that's definitely probably going to be like my next place where I want to build community and that's a huge thing too you find a place you build a community with it and here in Colorado because Denver specifically because the Salvadorian community is so small like I even see my dad trying to connect with the restaurant owners and anybody who's Salvadorian because that's that's a piece of home like no one's ever going to understand like why you can't eat a pupusa with a fork as much as we do and <laughs> we want to take you guys and be like don't you dare pick up a fork <laughs> so yeah <coughs> no like i get it you know? j8 with her hands for <laughs> <laughs> like i mean i i guess there will be like 
my husband's family if they see people eating tacos with like fork and knife like they'll probably be like okay (laughs) (laughs) wait for real that actually happened i mean i'm just oh that'd be really like for instance like because i'm pretty because they they taught me like when 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 i when they first took me to like a taco stand this is the thing about tacos the messier the better that's why yes there is an art to it you know like i don't i don't mind eating with my hands (coughs) we do it in indonesia Mm -hmm. you know like we usually eat with our hands so i'm like you gotta slurp it when you bite it oh my god it's gonna be like a (laughs) (laughs) the wetter the better you gotta eat the onion too you gotta bite into the onion the radish and then the taco yeah Yeah. Mm. you know do you know that tacos is the only thing that i would eat with cilantro i get that I don't really like I, cilantro. I don't like cilantro at all, but I can't not eat tacos without cilantro. Does eating cilantro to you taste soapy? Oh, it tastes weird. Okay, so it doesn't taste soapy. No, it's not soapy. I agree. It's weird. Everyone is like, apparently, is it because it tastes like soap no, to you? And I'm like, no, it's, just, it's, it's a genetic thing. Huh, that's weird. Yeah. It's like, kind of like, yeah, I don't think those things about cilantro, but I think papaya smells like throw up straight up. <sighs> It smells like some throw up. I'm like, you just threw up all over. Papaya yes. Stinky. Absolutely. Me, at papa- a certain point, and it's just it's like. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, I no, love it doesn't. This. Or yeah. I love it. I'm like, you're literally eating throw up. <laughs> I, no. Yeah, no, For I me, can't the reason it. why I just, just can't. I, I think papaya tastes spicy. Papaya? Yeah. Girl. Girl. <laughs> yeah, for me, papaya is t- like spicy and it's like slime but what kind of spice is like a black pepper spice or like no see (laughs) i love my grandma so much (coughs) but like she really traumatized me with papaya like every afternoon she would make a papaya juice and literally shove it down my throat with this like you know the you know the big spoon like the soup spoon like did she keep the seeds in there i have no freaking idea like she just like grab a spoonful and like just Oh my god, it's so traumatizing, and like, (laughs) I I can't. But like the first time I tried it when I was younger, I thought, my gosh, this is spicy. What what the fuck is this? How old were you? I don't know, man. I was like probably like five. Maybe she put something on it. I don't know. Maybe it was. I wonder if your brain was just associating the wrong word. I maybe I don't know, but like ever since then never ever ever oh my god i love that is papaya. so interesting this one time my dad found out that i flushed a whole bowl of papaya <sighs> juice that my grandma made for me and then he literally made more uh, my my nanny made me another one of <gasps> the bowl and like watch me eat it <gasps> yeah oh, i was no. i was crying these like, are trauma stories trauma. <laughs> oh my god i was crying because like i I couldn't handle it. How wow. do you feel about papaya now? Oh my god, I still hate it. Like I okay. love it. If I see it on, I was the, gonna be like, you I love it, it now? No, if I see it in H Mart, I want to burn the fucking shit down. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> burn all the papayas down. You should try smelling it and just seeing if you <laughs> smell throw up. Throw up on it instead. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I don't even think I can smell it on the outside. Like the skin doesn't no. necessarily smell like throw up, but when you cut that open mm. and it's past its date, like mm. it's like. It's like a good time. There's like maybe a two-day window of where I've I've eaten papaya and it doesn't taste like or smell or remind me of throw up. It's like, I don't even know, like three or two, three days. And then it's just like, whoop, down. <laughs> and people like eat it. And I'm like, no, this is bad for you. Can you smell this? And then they literally like, oh, no, it's ripe. It's perfect right now. No. Oh, 
Oh man, no! Oh I can't gosh, do it. it's the one tropical fruit I will not participate in. I get it. Yeah, like I love. Like, oh my gosh, yes, that's also another thing. Tropical fruit is like one of my cravings. I was I nearly spent ninety dollars. Damn. On tropical fruit. Yeah. What's your favorite? I was like, gr- grenadine. Grenadine. Yeah. I've never Isn't actually that a syrup for tequila. Yeah, it is. No, it's so it's. Oh, okay, it's like so it's different it's, fruit. It's kind of like passion fruit, but it's different than passion fruit. Mm. So it's like, I, I guess it's like the cousin of passion fruit, but I used to eat it so much in Indonesia because it's just like everywhere in Indo, right? It's tropical fr- fruit. But apparently some company in Miami sells them <laughs> for $90 for six fruit. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Six of them, $90. I was so craving, like I craved it so much. I had my card ready and I was like, should I? Should I do this? Is this worth it? <laughs> I was like, nah, a bitch is broke. <laughs> My favorite tropical fruit is mango, but the, anytime I think about a tropical fruit, I think about dragon fruit. Even though it doesn't, it's just so pretty. It's beautiful. It is yummy, but I think mango just has so much flavor. It's fun to eat. It is. It is super fun to eat. <laughs> you gotta be careful of that seed. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta slurp it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Use your tongue. I like. I'm like imagining like the little coming. You know the you juices. Put your face in it. Well. <laughs> so like in, back home in Indonesia, we have seen like Thai eating the mango. Have you seen oh, that video? I needed I to go get a mango right away after seeing that. Yeah, for sure. I like, get it. I pretty sure I did too. Yeah. So mm. we have like two ways of eating mangoes in Indonesia. Like when it's not ripe yet, so when it's still sour. So when I was growing up, a lot of people said, oh, you're pregnant if you're craving sour mangoes. It's like, it's like an indication. Like if a you girl- You crave sour things when you're pregnant? Apparently, like if you're a girl and then you're in, I don't know, when you're ripe. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, mm, I want sour mangoes. People will be like, oh, are you pregnant? <laughs> She's ripening up a baby. <laughs> but like, it, it's a thing like in Indonesia. So like. Growing up, like I used, so my dad, my grandpa planted a mango tree in my parents' house um, or in their yard. And we have an abundance of mangoes before the bats get to them or the neighbors. So (laughs) we would have like a lot of mangoes. And me as a child, I love the sour one. So I would grab them and just like, you know. You're a pregnant child? I was a pregnant (laughs) child. (laughs) And they would tell you you're pregnant. Like, why do you like the sour ones this and that but like if you, if you eat the sour ones you would eat them with like this like spicy peanut sauce oh mm. interesting it's so good it's mm. like amazingly delicious but you also can eat it when it's ripe and then you eat it with like different type of sauce mm. like, still spicy like yeah hmm. it's mm. very interesting i do want to talk a little bit about like mine because i feel like mine's so different from both of yours yeah. And a sense of as the comparison is is like, I think you, we we know. I think people have listened to me talk about this. You two know, of the identity within my lineage of food, mm-hmm. and I didn't necessarily have that access all the time. And so, recently, I would say it was hard for me to even want to jump on this conversation because I was like, I don't know, I don't know enough. I haven't been in anywhere. These are the questions you have to answer, right? <laughs> Um, but I realized is like, 
there's so much history within indigenous foods. And for me personally, though I don't have enough, I know that there's so many people trying to educate indigenous cultures or indigenous people. So it no longer just gets wiped out. Uh, and that's part of like decolonization for indigenous tribes. It's, uh, you know, educating their children or the students about what were the origins of their foods, how do we make traditional dishes, etc. And there's so many like different chefs, which is super cool, that are on their way to like, like there's restaurants full of just indigenous uh, foods. There's some in California and Minnesota, etc. Um, I'll list them because those are very important to try out. Fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's delicious anyway. Anyway, um, back to what I'm trying to say is, like, for me, I didn't necessarily grow up having that knowledge of the food that I needed to eat. Uh, my mom is mixed, black and white. Her food is great, but it's so weird at the same time. Let me tell you one as an example, and... don't judge too much because I still kind of enjoy this but it's like (laughs) potatoes spam green beans boiled in water salt and pepper is also boiled in the water correct yo but it's it's kind of not bad I'm just gonna tell you it ain't that bad it's kind (laughs) of slaps and it could also because we were just like kind of poor but it was it was a slapable meal for sure Okay. You know, I feel the same way about spam rice and eggs. Like it's like a Oh, kind I think of that's like a level up for sure, but oh. <laughs> at least we would like fry it a little bit, you know. I mean there's definitely different dishes, but that is like definitely one of the dishes where I keep thinking about these days and I'm like, yeah. I need I need to retry that. Wait, is it see. like is it like a soup? Type? It's like a soup. So it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a soup. It's like a soup. Okay. And sometimes the potatoes. I hope my we mom should, We should listen. all just like gather together and try. Oh god, I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Uh, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this one because it's just like she's not like it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> but I like I just think about it sometimes and I'm like I wonder. Huh? It's just boiled. It's That's just boiled, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, like, the potatoes would get a little overcooked, and so if you smashed mm. them enough, it almost created, like, a... You know? Uh, yeah. yeah. And you got to do less less of the water, so that way you can create, like, that yeah. texture. But isn't that fucking weird? That's the example of what, like... Okay, yeah. I mean, we've had better, but, like, that... <laughs> I think about that one more these days. <laughs> Um, but anytime I go back to New Mexico and whether I'm eating like food from family members or if I go to a restaurant and I like eat like a Navajo taco, fry breads, um, you know, tamales and stuff like that. It just like, I feel like that for me creates this form of like transformation of, oh, this is where I'm coming from. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um, and this is like my culture's love language, etc. And so I, I definitely think like food, whether you're buying it from other restaurants, but especially when you start cooking it, um, that's what I'm trying to implement more these days of trying to uh, implement more Navajo or Diné dishes uh, in my life because it, it feels so much more connected than I ever have been. We talked about how I've been like, you know, going to the library and all that. And mm-hmm. I also mentioned that I found you know, the Indonesian cooking book. That's right, yeah. I finally finished that book. 
and oh my god like i took so much screenshot on my ipad <laughs> because i want to keep all those recipes like these are like some of the recipes that i have tried before um you know when i was living in indonesia and also recipes that i really really wanted to try coming from like different regions of indonesia I was wondering if maybe you can find something like that at the library. Like Yeah, I don't doubt it. Like a Navajo cookbook. Um, recently, what I found <laughs> when I was looking up for um, Harvest Week or Harvest Day, mm-hmm. I was trying to find, because last year we did this, this year I wanted to do this, um, where I was cooking like DNA dishes. And so I was looking for a recipe, and I remembered like mutton stew and so i i googled mutton stew and that is essentially it's not quite lamb it's an older lamb so it's an adult lamb uh tougher meat uh really like that's a lot of navajo nation is just like lamb and sheep and shit and my family used to have sheep on our red on the res and so we'd have mutton stew um pretty regularly and I even remember talking about this with my brother when I told him, I was like, I'm making mutton stew. And he's like, holy shit. And it's really cool to also look at my brothers who were older than me at that time growing up. And they don't, they're not even indigenous. They're mixed. But my brother, as the example is, you know, Puerto Rican, uh, white and black. But he had like that sense of appreciation for that flavor that he remembers um, experiences on the res that I didn't quite have Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of refreshing and like almost like a I don't know if quite affirmation but just it felt good to hear him also reminisce the flavors that I was Mm -hmm. trying to remember Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but when I did find that recipe I found it through um, well one that I I don't know actually I didn't I don't think I quite found that one through this but I was just looking at more shit and I found it through an Arizona school on the res mm. and they talked about like how they're it's you could just tell that it was like written by for younger students like the way it was like spread out and like the pdf form like I downloaded it and just looked at it and you're just like you could just tell that it was yeah. for a younger demographic but it was it was cool so I don't doubt that they're gonna be out there for sure yeah, because the books that I found, like, I was we, because I just thought, I just, you know, I saw an Indonesian cookbook. Like, what? So I just, like, grab all of them. On some of them, I read, like, the author, like, one of one of them, the author was just full, full-blown white. She's lived in Bali and this, and then I'm like, nah, get out of here. And then the other one, she's American-Indonesian. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has, like, photos of when she was growing up in Indonesia. Um, I think <coughs> one of her parents either... Oh, her dad is American, and then her mom is Indonesian, and, like, you have, like, you can see, like, photos of, like, her grandparents, like, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, they look like my people. Yeah. Like, so she knows what she's talking about. Because for me to find, like, a recipe that's, like, authentic from Indonesia, written by someone that is not Indonesian, is a little bit hard for me to read. Because, oh, because it's like off or no? It's like for me, like, well, it's how can how tricky. can you relate? Yeah, oh. you know, I feel the same way because one time I was at Barnes and Noble just messing around with my sister, and we were looking at cookbooks because we were trying to make something 
super white, like a chicken pot pie. <laughs> that shit slaps. Okay. Oh my god, chicken, pot, chicken pot, pot pie is really yeah. good. Yeah, I'm good. like, damn, oh my that's gosh. good. Yeah. <laughs> when you use turkey after Thanksgiving to make like mm. turkey pot, oh god. yeah, yeah, Lord Jesus, yeah, so, it's pretty great. loud. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're looking for that? <laughs> no, seriously, it slaps. Um and. I pulled out this Mexican cookbook. That's what the title was. And I'm like, let's see. First (laughs) thing on the cover is just this white woman. Oh, shit. And a fiesta printed apron. Oh, fuck. And then I look through the recipes and I'm just like, this is not Mexican food. This is Cinco de Mayo game Mm. day food. This is Taco Mm. Bell. It's like nachos (laughs) and ground beef hard shell tacos. party platter stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like. Yikes. And I think I took a picture of it and put it on my Instagram. This is, like, back in, like, 2016, I think. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, look at this white woman on this book. Yeah. And then I got a lot of reactions from it. Like, a lot of people laughed and such. And But that opened up a conversation of, well. Appropriation. Not only appropriation, but interestingly enough, assimilation. Mm. Oh, that's, because, huh. Yeah, so... The whole conversation that really stood out to me, I was having it with, like, two people in the group chat about this cookbook. And they're just kind of like, when I ain't gonna lie, Taco Bell slaps. And I'm like, it really does, but, you know, that's not Mexican food. And, yeah. You know, it's just like, we know these things, but why don't we say it enough? Mm-hmm. And I think that we all learned that night that we, you know, have been bonding over just assimilating and eating these colonized versions of these foods and but within that same boat i still have to leave space open for the chicanx community Mm -hmm. where a lot of these like tex-mex mexican-american dishes did come from that community and it's like great but also how can we completely decolonize the entire spectrum like going back to that conversation but yeah like i think me rebuilding my relationship with food and the basis of that was cultural food. Mm-hmm. It was recognizing that I did assimilate in some kind of ways because, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if you both have experiences, but me definitely where, I remember the moment I told my mom to stop packing me lunches mm-hmm. for school mm-hmm. because they would smell bad when you would reheat them at school. Mm-hmm. And people would make it a point to say something like that. Yeah. Or one time I brought mole, which is like, you know, the oh chocolate chicken. Oh, people no, literally, like, I was, like... I fucked hard with that shit growing up. It's so good. <laughs> so bad. But at school, like, it would be this whole conversation of, like, oh, my God, why are you eating that? It looks like poop. And those things can be incredibly damaging hearing about your cultural foods. And, again, in my ED journey, I learned that I didn't know how much that would affect me from not wanting to eat these foods because not only at some point did I want to be white, but I also wanted to be white in my diet. Like, I would go home and like be mad that my parents aren't cooking healthy mm. I, I totally actually understand like that. you know being concerned about my family's overall health and be like well why are you eating this like it's mm-hmm. like like mexican food and salvadorian food is so bad for you in reality it's not yeah like we were taught to believe that it's bad for us but that's my spiel no that's that's true though yeah. because like when i was growing up in indonesia watching hollywood movies and whenever they brought in like chinese food I always thought, hmm, that looks amazing. That looks great. <laughs> That's what Chinese food should look like. And then I came here. I tried the Chinese food. Oh, my God. It tastes like shit. <laughs> and I'm like, 
what the fuck like this is such a letdown like this is such a disappointment why is it like this this is like not edible Mm -hmm. what is this and then then i come to realization you know those boxes from chinese restaurants they're not even chinese they're like american made they were made in la hey i've never read those boxes before i just started right. eating and like <laughs> the fortune cookies yeah. wait they're really oh chinese. yeah yeah the fortune no. cookies are totally Damn. you know what chinese people use styrofoam boxes <laughs> <laughs> the cheaper the better <laughs> profit baby yeah seriously <laughs> Like, fortune cookies, not a thing in China. It's definitely Americanized. So, like, all these things. Like, I even honestly, like, not going to lie. I love seeing people wanting to try Chinese food. But then when I look <coughs> at movies, when people eat Chinese food, there's always chopsticks, whether they know how to use them or not. And these actors, it's like they don't even make the effort to try to learn how to use chopstick. And then they just, like, and stick a chopstick in rice. You know that that is bad sign. That is like, it's 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 not good. I knew it. It brings you bad yeah, luck. Scoop it. <laughs> you gotta scoop it. Like you don't know how to use it. it. Scoop it. Like, scoop it. You're not allowed to like just stick a chopstick in the box and just like talk or like Stab point it. point at people with chopstick. Pointing at people with chopstick super rude. Sticking something in rice with chopstick or like sticking your chopstick in rice or like a box of like whatever in your food, that brings you bad luck. <clears throat> So I know this is a slight tangent, but the K-drama I'm watching, the American dude that comes in totally does that. And he, like, stabs the meat and goes like this. Is it rude to roll your chopsticks together? You're not supposed to just because it's actually, you're making it worse than it already is. What do you mean? Like, like so, yeah. Pe- when why do people do that in the first place? They say it's to get rid of, like, all the loose, like, fiber. Oh. I, I do not like takeout. Chinese chopsticks. They are so shitty. Oh my god, you know what I use them for? To check the moist level in my soil. <laughs> That's really smart. That's what I use them for. But I went to H Mart and grabbed some Yeah, I yeah. bought I bought yeah. a chopstick set because oh, I was yeah. over it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The they first suck. time I the yeah. first time I did when I moved here, I bought a good set of chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So along with like the food and going to school. I recently had a conversation with Drake. For him, he was able to pack lunches. Growing up, I didn't, I couldn't pack lunches. We sometimes we didn't have food for all of us, so we just used school lunches, yeah. and it was just easier time-wise, stuff like that. Um, so I never had to deal with this, but for him, like, anytime he like brings, literally any of the food that I would pack him, it he was like. He comes back and is like, has anyone ever told you that your food is gross? And I was like, what? And he's like, well, people keep saying that my food smells bad. Excuse me? And I was like, dude, most of the time you're just bringing ramen. Oh, my God. Who do I have to talk to? Right. And it's like, why is he still what going are their to names? Most of his school, I, thi- I think it's full of col- people of color. Like, he just lives down the street. We have a pretty okay, like, yeah, for demographic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just like, wow, that's fucking weird. How are kids still not eating? Well, okay, but then again, you can't assume because it's America. No, <laughs> uh, I'm assuming a lot. <laughs> <laughs> when so we had we had a group of friends that would say dim sum is disgusting. Korean barbecue is gross. What? 
right? But now that's like the entire like rage thing. But like their yeah. entire their entire diet is Chick Fil A, Chipotle, um, Kane. <laughs> I love the way you said Chipotle. I, I was good. <laughs> so, really cute. <laughs> Sorry. Like, excuse me, you're saying my food is gross. Please check your diet. Mm. <coughs> okay, you're eating can the we? Same thing again and again. That's the thing. Like when it comes to you're saying mm. my food is gross when you're over here, like. When it comes to toxic diet culture and everything, like, we're talking about, like, they want us to get back to eating, like, pyramid and everything, Mm. and it's, like, I think that that's incredibly colonized, too, and I, yeah, there's just so many things that tie into that toxic diet culture, but, you know, you, how can I say this while remaining body neutral? (laughs) (laughs) So... It goes by generation, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, my nieces, there, there's a couple of nieces that won't sit there and eat, like, a, a plate of, like, a meat and rice and beans and tortillas and, like, a little salad, like, something that my sister will make for dinner. Uh-huh. For they to go get McDonald's. And it's just, like, how can I show up as a good aunt who's trying to dismantle mm-hmm. toxic diet culture and toxic body standards and being, like, hey. Stop going to McDonald's? Yeah, but also not making it sound like stop going to McDonald's because usually it's the or you will get fat kind no, of thing. No, but like here's the thing though, McDonald's like the literally the gateway of of hell. Yeah. Because before McDonald's, before we introduced Zoe to McDonald's, she would eat anything and everything we gave her. After McDonald's, she only wants to eat certain things: chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, rice. Like now, interesting. If I'm if she knows that I'm making dumplings, she go crazy. She loves dumplings. And I think that's, like, pertaining to my, what I'm trying to get at here is just, like, there's, like, this dismissal of cultural foods because thing, because I think nowadays we're just, like, really fast and easy. Yeah. So it's, like, I see my nieces, the way that they just, like, cry for McDonald's and they get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like. Not going to lie. The way, the way I did it with Drake is, like, I was, like, ew, that's disgusting. he's like i really want to get fast food and i was like ew i was like why and he's like because it's delicious and i was like so is a home-cooked meal Mm -hmm. yeah so again i think that is very (laughs) colonized i guess in a way totally i get it i have more of an appreciation for my cultural foods now as an adult Mm -hmm. especially because i do find myself connecting with my parents on that aspect too like when I moved out, it was calling my dad, like, hey, how do you make pollo guisado? Or mm. calling my mom, like, how do you make sopa de albondigas, you know? Mm. And that was our connecting factor. So, yeah. yeah. It's huh. interesting. And I have a feeling that my nieces will get there at some point. But yeah. right now, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> I feel like your armpits is going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> because you eat all that McDonald's. <laughs> like, what's Oh, you want a girlfriend? You want a partner? <laughs> Mm, you gotta know, man. You gotta eat a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> Girls love to eat. They love fancy food. McDonald's, mm, no. That, Yo, that, part, you, that part. What you gonna do? Buy her a Big Mac? Mm. <laughs> you want her happy? You so get her good. happy meal? <laughs> hey, hey. It does. Okay, McDonald's does slap. Come on now. Okay, okay. 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 My on. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, we're all okay. 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 I sent Julio <laughs> in in a snowstorm out to get McDonald's fries for me at 11 p.m. Recently, recently, <laughs> because I was craving. I and he was already like naked, and he was like ready to like for bed. And then I was like, babe, <laughs> fuck 
And then I was like, I was like, she gave it, she's like, thanks. I didn't even like, I was like, the eyes. All of a sudden, I can taste McDonald's fries in my mouth. He he is such like, and he was like, are you craving it? I was like, yeah, but it's snowing outside. It's dangerous. And he was like, are you craving it? I was like, I am. He was like, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Just get it tomorrow. Aww. And then he was like, are you craving it? I was like, I am. And he was like, okay. And then he started putting on his clothes. That, that just, that's a cancer. <laughs> that's a cancer person for me. When anytime Aaron, like, Aaron, I tried to do that with Aaron, he's just straight up like, I'm tired. And he'll probably go to bed. Like, he's an Aries, so he'll just dismiss that. But me, I will be like, just tell me the truth. Tell me what you want right now, and I will do it. I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I ate McDonald's breakfast. The sausage, egg, and cheese. This, uh, like, the muff- McMuffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my I God. Lie. That shit's so I, good. It's, like, down the street from oh me. Oh, my gosh. So, it's, it's like, when three minutes away. All, yo, they got rid of all-day breakfast. Though. I know. I'm disappointed in that because at 10 o'clock, I'll show up and be like, wait, do you guys have breakfast, though? And they're like, no. Because <laughs> they shut the fuck up. And I'm like, fine, I'm leaving. And right. I won't even, I won't get anything else. I'll just go throughout the driveway. It makes me wonder if I say, but, but I'm pregnant and I'm craving. <laughs> that they'll just be like, okay, ma'am. To wrap this up... <laughs> What do you think is, like, a good way for us? Maybe it's even that program that you talked about that Julio's did. But, like, what do you think is a good way for people to connect back with their foods, regardless of where the origins are coming from? Cooking? But, like, where do you get that information? What if you're like me, who doesn't have any access to their past culture through anybody? Like, what? Honestly, I would say try to look at, like, yeah, cookbooks. But, like, you want to make sure that you research who the author is first. Mm. Like, don't just, like, oh, yeah, you know, Chinese cookbook. And By a white woman think, you know, from Germany. Yeah. yeah. Because, oh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I think it has a lot to do with research. But if you're in a space where of, of privilege, because it is a privilege to still be in touch with your parents and have a decent relationship oh, with yeah, them. Oh, yeah, for sure call them up be like what do we used to make even if it's not cultural but if it's just something from your childhood i think that yeah. can be cultural you know totally um i remember like my mom one time put tuna and mac and cheese and i consider that a cultural dish mm. because when i want really shitty craft mac and cheese i put tuna in it and it's just Does she add the peas to it ever yeah yeah fuck yeah it's so good same it's same here mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. but um yeah, I think it really is, like, getting in touch with your roots in that way. And if you have to do the research, look for the best restaurants in your area that mm-hmm. have that cultural type yeah. of food. Connect with your community on that aspect, too. And all of these things, I know that they're, again, every circumstance is different. So it can be a privilege to reconnect to all of this. Mm-hmm. But it is your birthright to reconnect to it, and you're inherently worth yeah. reconnecting to it. So. That got really deep. Oh, God. For yeah. sure. That Damn. is how we decolonize. Mm. I find it weird if people gateway good restaurants. Yeah, like gatekeep. Oh, gatekeep. Yeah. Good restaurants, yeah. Oh, I agree. I get it's that with, like, weird. I totally get that with, like, environments of national parks and such. Mm-hmm. I yeah. totally gatekeep that shit. I'm like, no. Because there's a lot of movement and restriction mm-hmm. happening, and there could be a lot of, like, land damage. 
And I know that the parks were there, but also indigenous cultures didn't mm. expect so many yeah, people yeah. to come in, you know, and just like tread the fucking lands and create their own shit yeah. that anyway. Um, but like with restaurants, it's like, but people yeah. need money yeah. and that's like how they get it is by people enjoying their food, enjoying their culture's food and like eating their fucking food. So yeah. send us all the good places oh Would jay and i know? went to go eat a pupusa lover pupusa lover ever. holy shit i'm gonna have to go there worth so fucking good worth the traffic drive. oh my gosh 45 <laughs> minutes to get there worth uh, it yeah, yeah no like but that's the thing like both julio and i we would literally sit like in the car for 45 minutes to an hour to go get food i mean if you can wait like, eight hours in line for in and out you can wait to get better cultural okay, foods. y'all did that? That was a little extreme to me. Did y'all do I know. that? No, no, I didn't. No. I didn't. Oh, fuck no. Oh, no. I oh, am I'm so hungry fucking for that. impatient. Yeah. They I don't have the patience for that. They didn't have to pick up <laughs> shit. I, I was like, I've been to California. I know what that yeah. is. I'm good. Like, <laughs> if, if, if like, a wait line at a restaurant is, like, 30 to 45 minutes long, I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't buy things. <laughs> totally. <go> totally. <laughs> I'll go next door. <laughs> That's funny. That's, like, the Asian mart. Like, yeah. you just know... <laughs> That's why I let you go next door. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it's fine. The wine cap is on. Damn. Woo! Yeah, definitely. It's an Asian thing. Like, oh, what? You're not going to give me the discount? Okay, I'll go next door. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like gosh. Pacific Ocean Marketplace off Havana. I love that place. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, I know there was probably lots of questions to, like, answer, and maybe we can do this again but yeah. i think for now that was so much to encompass yeah and there is so much to encompass about like origins and lineage of foods what that looks like what that means for us yeah but I and love how we use and how we use them to heal our body and ourselves and like honestly like i guess how we view ourselves yeah like it it oh, very that part is healing yeah yeah. Totally, actually. I'm a pupusa taco. That's how I view myself. <laughs> pupussy? I'm a, I'm a pupussy. I'm a pupussy. I have a pupussy. Con curtido y salsa de tomate. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm hungry, girls. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right, well, thanks all for tuning in. <laughs> we hope to see you soon. And ask us any questions yeah. about more that you want to know about this shit. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get on it. But otherwise. Yeah, DM us. Write it down in the comments. Yeah. Anything. Let us know. Yep. Bye. Bye. Today's affirmation is, my body deserves love. Self-worth has nothing to do with clothing size. I'll show you how to love me to love you. Stay safe, stay sexy. Wild baby. You like your cupcakes and sprinkles? Yeah. What else? That was a good cupcake.